Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Welcome to the Canon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Canon, SB Nation's blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. It is now June, the month that sees the Stanley Cup lifted, players reviewed, free agents hyped, and the NHL draft did. We'll talk about some of that as well as a handful of recent departures from the Blue Jackets organization. I am Ryan Riel. Joining us for this episode, we've got Elaine Shercliffe. Hey, Elaine. Hey, Ryan. And we've got Eric Seed. Seeds, how you doing? Doing well. Uh, took a little hiatus there, but I'm happy to be back. Glad to have you back. And Elaine, you've got a little streak going, so. <laughs> I know it's to gonna e- it's gonna end tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about. Kind of a weird amount. I mean, a weirdly lot to talk about, considering that uh, the Jackets haven't played in weeks. First of all, I, w- I want to say there is hockey being played in in Ohio. Right now, there is still an Ohio team playing for a championship in Toledo Walleye, who will play tomorrow. There's no trophy for it, but there is no trophy. (laughs) There's no trophy. (laughs) Which this sport, man, it's not the NHL's (laughs) fault, but this sport is always something weird in hockey. And that's like the most Ohio thing, though, right? Like an Ohio team makes it to the championship, but if they win, they won't get a trophy to celebrate with. Or if they do, they'll get the replica. It's like, you know, you know, if it's going to happen like, you know, if the Blue Jackets ever win the Stanley Cup, like Pittsburgh's going to have won it the year before and just refuse to give the actual thing back. So we'll get some replica as Stanley Cup. <laughs> anyway, there is hockey being played in Ohio, uh, or at least an Ohio team playing for the championship, the ECHL Kelly Cup Toledo Walleye playing the Newfoundland Growlers, and Toledo is uh, facing elimination in that series, so best of luck to the Walleye. There is news from the other Northern Ohio hockey team as well, with head coach John Madden departing the Cleveland Monsters. After three years, Madden will be heading elsewhere. Elaine, you interviewed John Madden, you were around this team a lot. What's your take on the the news? Um, It's not surprising. Uh, it's my understanding that they did offer him a contract, but he said no. Um, but I, I didn't hear that from the team or from Madden, so it could maybe not be true. But um, it 
seems pretty legit. Um, I am sad. <laughs> I really enjoyed having him as a coach. Um, so for, okay, so I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for me, it was really special to cover Madden because um, my grandparents, my mom's parents, uh, are they were huge sports fanatics. One was diehard Michigan. One was diehard um, Ohio State. And my grandma said, you know what? She can like all the Ohio State teams um, except hockey. She has to like Michigan. And he's like, oh, she won't like hockey. Joke's on him. I did. Um, a little bit. So, yeah, no, just a little. And then um, I remember watching Michigan play and seeing John Madden and being like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so great. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. He just plays his heart out every night. And then there I was from Chicago. He came to the Blackhawks. Um, my best friend had never seen him play before. And uh, I was like, Bobby, you have to watch him play. Like, he's so great. And then they won the Stanley Cup in 2010. And he was like, oh, my God, I want to meet this man. I want to pick his brain every night. So we had this bucket list and we added it to the bucket list that we wanted to meet John Madden and pick his brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my best friend died six years ago, which will be when this is released today. Um, and I get credentialed by the monsters. I was excited to have Jared Bednar as a coach to be able to interview because he's such a good coach. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to like pick his brain too. I get credentialed a few days later, Bednar leaves. And right. I was like, oh, man, like they better have someone good. Like I was so mad, so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom texts me and just goes, Elaine, did you see who the new coach of the Monsters is? And I'm like, I don't really care. I'll like I care, but I it's probably right. no one good. And she's like, oh, no, you will be excited. And she told me it was Madden. And I like started crying because that's my dream, right? Right, right there my dream of all dreams. I couldn't, um, interview him in post game for like two months because <laughs> <laughs> I was freaked out. Um, and then I think I cried after like every post game that season because it was like, um, that was what my best friend and I always wanted to do, mm. you know? Wow. So for me, it was like really special because he not only like, was it my dream to, um, like to see my dream come true, but also to feel like my best friend was there every night somehow, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, but he's just like so great with the media. I mean, you, well, you ask, always, you always said he was a straight shooter. Yeah. He just, he's so honest and so patient. I mean, at the end of the season, there were so many new people there who were asking him the same questions. Like, how about that crowd? How about Zach Delby? And, he kind of, you could tell on his face, he was getting a little annoyed, but mm. he answered all of those questions with such poise. And if it was a really bad question, he gave him the eyebrow, which mm. they were never used to seeing <laughs> because <laughs> they weren't there. Um, from a media standpoint, I just like, I'm going to miss having that. And I hope whoever they name next is, um, as outgoing in um, in post game, from 
a player standpoint, um, I don't feel like this season he had as much control of the team as people would like to think. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's no way he would have Ryan McGinnis out there night after night, just from watching him play and coach all these years. This year was just, didn't feel like coach Madden coaching. Um, he didn't, I, I didn't see him do those certain things that stream John Madden, like, uh, well, other than pulling the goalie early, that's like his hmm. MO. He, he will pull a goalie like four minutes early. He doesn't care. <laughs> like, hmm. um, but he wasn't doing the trap. He wasn't doing anything like that. And it was interesting. But he also coached exactly the way, almost exactly to the way Torts coached. Hmm. Um, if people were wondering why the teams look so familiar, so similar, Because that's what Mads was doing. He was coaching so that these guys were ready to play in that system. I mean, Adam Clendenning just fit in just fine. Texier, Mm -hmm. well, Texier is a short um, pool there. But most everyone that got called up this season fit in well. And that's because Mads beat it into their head over and over that this is what happens up top. It doesn't matter how great you play down here. If you don't fit into that system, you're not getting called up. Hmm. So I, yeah, he, in my mind, he was a really good coach across the board and I'm going to be sad to not have him around. Uh, hopefully they have someone equally as good, if not better. Did coach three seasons for the monsters made the playoffs in this past season, almost made the playoffs in that first season. They lost a tiebreaker. Is that correct? If I'm memory serves. Yeah, it was a tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, got him to the playoffs this year. Got him to the second round. So good luck to Coach Madden wherever he goes. Uh, is you know he spent time in Florida. I don't know if that's a possibility. Maybe around there. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I was talking to some people I know from Chicago who like work within the hockey realm, and I've heard a lot of rumblings that he might be going back to Florida. Um, hmm. That Coach Q would want him on the staff. I don't. I mean, that's just rumblings, but I could see them having him come back. It didn't seem like he exited on bad terms. It just seemed like they wanted to clean house to figure out where the problem was in mm. Florida. Um, but uh, they're $10 million in bad goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about to get better. Oh. <laughs> well, best of luck to John Madden, Steve McCarthy, and Trent Vogelhuber will stay on as assistants with some familiar names there. And um, another name that is familiar to Blue Jackets fans also left last week as Lucas Sedlak will head to Russia for Tractor Chelyabinsk. No idea if I said that right. <laughs> on a two-year deal. See, I don't want to spoil. There it is. The Tractor team. Team Tractor. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil your play review, but you do have a play review going up tomorrow for Lucas Sedlak. Yeah, um, and it made the writing the contract section of that a whole lot easier, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> See, and that's what happens when you, when you write it so far before. You know, right, I, I, had, to, I had to go back it. and just be like, well, bye. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, when I wrote it originally, just kind of, you know, best of luck to Lucas Sedlak. Obviously, thank you for your time here. 
Um, we know I know he was healthy scratched a lot, but he was a good soldier. Um, I still remember him scoring his first goal in the midst of that 16 game winning streak after it seemed like he had 85 chances to score his first career goal um, before that. So congratulations to him. I wish him best of luck at Russian John Deere hockey team. But uh, <laughs> but um, no, Lucas said leaving wasn't really a surprise for me when I wrote the when I initially wrote this piece two weeks ago just to kind of get it done and over with before he left. Um, I wasn't even sure the Blue Jackets were going to keep him around with a qualifying offer. He he was healthy scratched 50-odd games this year. He didn't play at all in the playoffs. He barely played down the stretch. And he only put up six points, four goals, two assists. I mean, when the, and the kid's 26, 27 years old, that's – not really the kind of guy you keep around, um, especially with all the youth the Jackets have like in the system coming up. They're very high on their own prospects. They might keep Matt Duchesne, God willing. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised to see Lucas said like leaving. I thought he might get a look someplace else in the NHL, maybe like in Arizona or somewhere like that, Ottawa, someplace that needs to pay someone to hit cap floors. But if he wants to go back to the KHL and and I I wish him all the best there. I'm like I said, I'm not really surprised he's gone. Um, but I wish him the best. So good luck, good luck, good luck to you, Lucas. It seems like that's the kind of guy who gets signed on the 2012 Columbus Blue Jackets and maybe not the 2019 Columbus Blue Jackets. No, you're absolutely right there. He he just doesn't he he doesn't really have the fit for the current roster as constructed and what this what. Uh, Yarmo, I almost said JD and Yarmo, but JD's not here anymore. <laughs> what um, doesn't really fit what Yarmo is trying to build here? So I didn't think he would be back, um, mostly because at some point in the season he stopped being on social media and stopped talking about being on the team with his teammates. Like I think he saw the mm. writing on the wall that they weren't gonna sign him and just got a contract. I, it was like halfway through the season, I noticed a, a drop off because he had started to pick up, I think maybe last season or something, mm-hmm. um, really pick up at the social media talking about the city and the team and his teammates. And then that kind of tapered. And I didn't see him in a lot of other teammates photos. You can kind of tell with the Blue Jackets because they're pretty active on social media when a player mm-hmm. is kind of out the door because um they tend not to hang out with everyone else. So what I'm hearing is Matt Duchesne is staying because he went to Nashville with all those guys. Cool. <laughs> and Anthony DeClaire is coming back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. That, that's a good point. And especially because Sedlak, if you if you just have a memory of Sedlak or kind of an impression, he remember how much he not like he doesn't smile now, but that was always the you know, when he kind of broke through in the roster and started scoring some goals and, and carved a role on this team. It was just, I think Tortorella even mentioned the smiling mm-hmm. in a press conference one time and how much he smiled and kind of what a, what a good guy in the room. And I think uh, there was an athletic story this past year about how he's the fine master when he's in charge of the kangaroo court and the fines for the team. So I think a good guy in the room and, and maybe not, like we said, fits in on the ice uh, with this current roster construction. So good luck to Lucas Sedlak. Best of luck in Russia. Nah, hopefully he'll get more than nine minutes a night over there. Probably. I feel like this podcast is taking a downing turn. We just keep saying good yeah. luck to everyone. <laughs> right. Uh, 
We're gonna take a break. In a minute, we're gonna talk about something not sad. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. There is something else I wanted to talk about today. Uh, a comment from John Tortorella kind of made waves on social media today. He was on Carpenter and Rothman today. He does the Hockey and Hound segment, which weirdly breaks a lot of news because <laughs> that's when Tortorella, I think like, I think Tortorella likes to I mean, that's a comfortable environment for him, right? So I think he's a little, speaks a little bit freer. But here's the quote today, courtesy of Anthony Rothman on Twitter. Quote, I don't think Bob is going to be here. I have to think about perhaps a different style of play to protect our goaltenders. So what do you take from that? Maybe get better defense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Well... They're going to have to play a more structured defensive game is what I take away from that. Uh, you're going to need you're going to need Zach Warnsky to step up and play, play better defense. Um, I can't imagine. Well, I want to say you need Ryan Murray to play well, but I, there's a there's no guarantee he's going to be back here. And B, even if he is, can you count on him for more than 55 games? Um, Sounds like they're just going to need to play play review for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's all. Yeah, go go check it out. There's there's some great discussion in the comments about whether or not Ryan Murray is made of glass or not. <laughs> I got like, um, and the contract part was was you know a meaty section of that review. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard. It's hard to determine what you're going to do with that with a player like him who is talented but can't stay healthy. But regardless, um, it's going to take a whole team commitment to protect the goaltenders. Obviously, it looks like they're going to go into the season next year, barring something unforeseen in the free agent market with Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merzlikens as one A and one B in, in net. Um, tandems worked in the NHL this year. We saw it with the we saw it with the New York Islanders with what they did with Robin Lehner and Thomas Grice. Granted, those guys had some more experience, but the Jackets are going to need uh, to play kind of that Barry Trot system where the forwards are committed to hustling back, breaking up plays in the neutral zone, and the defensemen control control their own zone. That's kind of what the Jackets are going to have to do next season. Yeah, the the defense across the organization is kind of an issue, though. Um, like a guy like Adam Clendenning will be great up top, I hope, that he stays. I hope they keep him up there because uh, he has no problems pushing someone away from the crease or even keeping them from getting in the zone, which we need out of the defense. But they'll need to bring people in because if people get injured, there's not much in Monsters land. Um, there's like Doyle Summerby, Ryan Collins, um, Adam Clendenning. There's Gabriel Carlson, but I don't know there if it he's is. coming back. There it is. I was waiting for it. I was, I was I don't, waiting for it. Oh, I don't know if he's coming back. Yeah. So it's just. Why wouldn't he want to? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, it's, there's a lot of unknowns coming from the farm club. And when you want to think about the future for the jackets, it's super unknown. You want to protect your goalie. Well, 
you got to get yourself that defensive pool back because it's not there. And they all have to understand that once that opponent makes it out of the neutral zone, that opponent needs to die, like metaphorically, <laughs> metaphorically die. <laughs> you don't want any deaths on the ice. But they have to have that. They have to stop trying to be scorers. I feel like a lot of our defense wants to score goals instead of prevent them. And mm. they need to be in that mindset right now so that our goalies can feel safe and feel like they're not standing on their head every night, that their goal is to defend, 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 make plays, break up plays. And if you score a goal or you assist a goal, that's nice. But your main thing is to prevent that from happening on your goalie. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I think you might be colored a little bit by how they performed down the stretch and in the playoffs when three of the top six guys were hurt and out of the lineup. When 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 healthy, the Jackets have, you know, they've got Jones and Wierenski, Savard and they They've brought Gavrikov in, who looks like he's going to he's going to make the roster and play next season. You've got uh, if Ryan Murray, if they decide to bring him back, he'll he'll be part of the top six somewhere in there. Dean Kukon played well in the playoffs. Scott Harrington, if he's still here, is a serviceable seventh, eighth guy. And then, like you said, you've got Clendenning and a couple other guys. But, yeah, they, they could probably use a free agent defenseman if they can find, like, a middle or a bottom four guy. But I don't think the defense on the big club right now, when they're healthy, is all that bad. Granted, they they were they suffered a rash of injuries down the stretch there, which obviously affected how they performed in the playoffs. But... I don't think it's out of the question for some of the guys to play excellent defense. Like Savard's obviously one of our better defenders. Jones is obviously a top 10 guy in the league. It, I, I think the Jackets are going to be fine on defense next season. I think, like you said, if they stay healthy. But we see time and time again our defense just keeps getting injured every year. I mean, maybe not last season, I'm trying to think. The 2000 Ryan Murray, Ryan Murray is really the only guy who's been consistently hurt for the team. Zach, I mean, Zach, Zach was hurt with his shoulder and he obviously missed a little bit of the playoffs with his broken face. But that doesn't other really than count. Zach Schul- <laughs> yeah, other 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 than Zach's shoulder, Ryan Murray is really the only de- defensive guy to miss time consistently, I think. I just feel like we're always revolving like I just. But Ryan Murray, that is a thing, though, like. He can't stay healthy, and then these backup guys need to be able to come in and play just as good. And I don't think that's happening all the time. I will say, as somebody who wrote the post, I do think that Ryan Murray, I think we all think it, but that Ryan Murray injury really did did a number on that core. I think they performed admirably. They they you know they played well in the playoffs for the most part, but I think that that was a hole that could not be plugged by Kukan or Clendenning or Oh, I absolutely agree with Same you. Here. I, I will say about that towards quote, I, I don't think it's, I think what it is more of is we're not going to have an all world top three goaltender. And so we can't play the same way, which I don't think is breaking news or too crazy. <laughs> right. it, it is a little worrisome. And I, and you know what? Also, Torts, whenever somebody else who is not a Jackets fan thinks of Torts, and it's gotten better in recent years, but it's always the fire and brimstone Torts, there's this impression that everybody has the guy and all Jackets fans, not all, but most Jackets fans are normally, oh, you don't understand. He's changed. He's adapted. And he addresses that a lot. And I think this is another case of him adapting and growing and 
playing to his team's strengths, which are not it will probably not be goaltending next year. Yeah, to me it says it's the death of safe is death. <laughs> <laughs> safe Save, save his life now. Save his what, what we got. But I was just looking at UFA free agent defenseman, Dalton Prout, Ron Hainsey, both out there. So Zach Warinsky was hanging out with Dalton Prout on Instagram today. So, hey, maybe he had a contract with him. <laughs> <laughs> we are almost out of time. Make sure and follow us on social media. CBJ Cannon, we're doing a lot of great stuff. Elaine's doing a lot of great stuff on Twitter. There was a poll about what 2000-2001 center you would uh, bring back. And you could probably guess who won. I don't know if Elaine, you want to fill everybody in and spoil it. but It was Espen Knutson. Did I say that right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. you did. Yes. 58% of the vote. Yep. Tyler Wright had 33, which, I mean, Tyler Wright, you know, good guy in the organization. <laughs> but. It was Interesting though, when I was looking, um, I was just looking up their stats, and in that first season, the top four centers, because that's what I picked from, um, they had a, a lot of penalty minutes. Mm. <laughs> Tyler mm-hmm. Wright, Tyler Wright had 140, and Lord. yeah, and Serge Aubin had a uh, was it like 107, and Kevin Adams had 52. Well, I mean, Espen had only 30. So not a, not a whole lot, but and none of them were like prolific goal scorers either, which was kind right. of interesting to see how, um, how far our centers <laughs> have, right. right. Have come. So that was, I don't know. That was kind of interesting. It's I mean, old time jackets hockey, <laughs> but check out the website too, jacketscanada.com. We're doing player reviews right now. There are so many, there's, they're going up uh, almost every day and uh, like, we mentioned with Ryan Murray and Marcus Anakainen and Oliver Bjorkstrand and Boone Jenner. So they're going in, in numerical order. So check them out. There's a lot of good discussion in the comments as well. I'm uh, going to get to final thoughts. I do want to note that Will Chase did finish Curb Your Enthusiasm. He wanted everybody to know he would not be on the podcast, but he did want to get that out there. And I think he liked it very much. <laughs> so you can find Will on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. You can talk to him about Curb. I think he'd love that. So... Uh, we wanted to do a fun final thought that was not hockey related. I'm going to go first because I always go last because I am the show, but I want somebody else to go last this time. It is our vaca- favorite vacation spot, and I'm just going to go. I'm just a beach guy. I don't care where. I live in the south. I don't care what coast it is, where it is. Put me on the beach. That's really all I need. Not so much mountains, not so much cities or nightlife or whatever. I just need a beach. So that's my favorite vacation spot. Elaine, what is yours? Um, I too am very much like a beach slash water lady. Like mm-hmm. I live a block away from a lake. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in the summer, um, my aunt has a second house near Chautauqua in uh, like Mayville. And we go up there a lot during the summer. So I just, I don't know. I love going there. It's like my, it's one of my spots that I there's really no reception either. <laughs> so it's hard to oh, get yeah, all, yeah, it's hard to get a hold of me. You just spend all day on the boat, sometimes going fishing, going hiking, drinking a lot, swimming. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. It's a nice reprieve from being in an ice rink. Uh, most of my time. That checks all the boxes. That's why all the Canadians go to cottages, right? Right. They just love it out there. <laughs> all over seeds. What do you got? 
I'm the same way. Put me down south on a beach somewhere. Um, my favorite vacation spot, we used to go to Siesta Key down mm. in uh, Florida, right right there by Sarasota, and it's just perfectly white sand beaches, Gulf side. It's glorious, and I would love to go back, which just makes me really happy that my sister's down there uh, right now. So <laughs> thank, thank, thanks for sending thanks for putting all these pictures on Instagram right. and rubbing it in. Right. <laughs> um, I do have one additional final thought that I wanted to throw out there real quick. It's not hockey related. I just want to say uh, thank you to crew goalkeeper Zach Steffen, who played his farewell match here in Columbus on Saturday night. Um, he's leaving to go over overseas to Europe to Manchester City, who won the English Premier League this yeah. year. Um, and I just want to say thanks for all the memories. Thanks for everything he did for this city. On Saturday night after his farewell match, he stayed till basically the stadium security threw all the fans out (laughs) and everyone who was everyone who was there, he was just signing stuff for them, taking pictures. Uh, He's a class representative of the town and of the club. So I just want to say thank you to Zach and best of luck to you in Manchester next year. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's good stuff. This is just the good luck podcast tonight. We had to turn it around. Right. That's a, that's a positive. That's that's a, that is a positive one. I like that. We're not going anywhere though. Are we? Are you sure? No, we are not. I mean, <laughs> I will... Well, you did. You opened this podcast by saying this was your last one, and, or the streak is over, but you just can't <laughs> be on next week. I won't That's be on for mean. a few weeks. I need to de-stress my brain. Okay, go to your cottage. <laughs> go to my hammock, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that will do it for us. Our theme music is Green Eyes by Angela Purley and the Howlin' Moons, who are coming out with a new album on August 2nd. It is called 430. Check them out at Angela Perley, check them out at angelapurley.com. They are touring all over Ohio right now, so you can catch them in Cleveland, Hamilton, Marietta this summer, so uh, make sure and check them out. Rate us, leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast services. Let somebody know about the Canon cast and we appreciate all the feedback. You can find us on social media and jacketscanon.com. Like I said, we're doing a lot with player reviews right now, so uh, join in the comments and share your thoughts. From all of us at the Canon, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. 
New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.